Last time on Colony Confidential. I think with this customer that's six years, if you, you probably have some type of relationship with them, I would go talk to them and see what's going on. My other question is, the other properties that they have with you, are those up to date? And is it just this, this big bed bug bill? Offer them some type of payment plan. And depending on how those questions are answered, if they're paying their regular bills but not this, don't do any large jobs again for them without a deposit or a credit card. And I hope you have a contract. We, we speak about contracts all the time. In the contract, it should say when payment is due. You should have penalties for not paying in time because then you can use that as leverage and say, well, you know, it's already seven months and you've been racking up 3% a month. If you pay me right now, I'll waive those fees. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing, too, I, I did this a couple of times. But once you do it, you never do business with the person again. You put a mechanics lien on all their property, on their corporation, and if they go to sell a building, buy whatever, they can't until they pay off the debt they owe you. What is the rule of thumb for raising prices? Do you raise all your customers every year? We have customers for 10 to 15 years and have never raised their prices. They're still paying $50 a month for a service that a new client paid close to 200 for. What's our take on that? You gotta raise them. You gotta you gotta go down and see. This is this is not a a letter job to me. You gotta go down and say, look, due to our oversight, you haven't been raised in ten years, and we need. I don't know how much you're gonna raise. One hundred percent. If you're getting two hundred somewhere else, at least get a hundred. And you know what? Frankly, if you don't get it, let them go. Let them go find somebody else. I bet you a lot of them are gonna come back. So, I agree with you, and then. There's the exception to the rule, right? Yes, the exception to the rule is there's this little old lady who takes numbers and she's gotten you a lot of accounts. Over the years, she's probably put about two or three thousand dollars a month in your pocket from people that she recommended. That person, we let slide. Correct. We have someone like that, no numbers taking, but it's an apartment in a building. She goes all the way back to when we purchased Colony. She was one of uh, Fitz's customers. How's he doing? Any word on Fitz? He's been, we were going to go to his funeral, but we were somewhere else. He's dead for about oh. six years now, probably. Nice guy. All yeah, right, he, was, he was a great guy. But he was her customer when we, in 2003, she was paying $10 when I bought his company. Right. So... In 2003, I got her up to 20 right away, and I told Fitz, you got to get her to 20 immediately. He was like, no problem. Got her to 20. I think now for her, for her, one, for her apartment, she might be paying like 40, you know? But same thing, she gets us customers. She's been with us since day one. Her apartment literally takes 12 minutes to service. She just wants peace of mind, like we just spoke about in right. how to sell the recurring services. And it's 12 minutes. Am I making any money on her? Not You're already making near. money with all these people she recommended. And you feel good inside. Yeah. And I call her every once in a while. We send her a Christmas card and stuff like that. Just, you know, because I remember I serviced her apartment when I bought Colony from Fitz. And for larger companies, that also comes into play. Like, if you get a client, like, um, you met somebody at Club Macanudo that we did a great job for since then has probably put us on to 40 commercial buildings. Do you raise his price? 
No. <laughs> right. And what you do is as you get the new commercial businesses, you bring those up to the right price. You don't let him keep that right. same price on the other ones. To answer this question is, yes, you should be raising customers regularly, certainly in the residential market, because residential is a different ball game. And if it's just a one-off, someone you don't know that's not recommending, I still in the residential market, instead of not raising people's prices, I'd rather go with some type of referral program. Every so often, hit them up with an email, text message, or whatever. Text message, again, Podium would come in really well right there. You could send out, hey, refer us to a friend, and you get 10% off your next bill, right? So you raise them 5% for that year, so you're only losing a small percentage, really, but you're gaining that whole other customer. And there's another thing, too. In these commercials, residential accounts, they're recommending their, their, their friends, which usually they live on the same block. They're around the corner. So now you, you take out the expense of traveling. Maybe I got to travel 15, 20 minutes to the next stop. Now I got to walk two doors down. I got to walk around the corner. So, so you know, then it, you know, you start saying like, okay, now I got a better percentage of money per, per hour. Uh, say I'm getting 75 for this place. And then I got to travel an hour to get to another $75. I might have these places for 50 and I might have four of them uh, within a very small uh, radius. And in that same hour, I could make 200 but I'm charging them less money. At the end of the game, you got to run your numbers and see what you want. But in that situation, if, if your first customer on the block gets you the whole block, yeah. I would say you keep that price at yeah. the same price as long as you can and thank them regularly. Thanks for, you know, I'm not, and let the customer know, say our business, we raise, we do raises regularly, but thank you for yet again, another customer. Thank you for giving us this customer, however you want to do it. And then send that letter to them. There'll be no increase for the 2020 year. Thank you again for being a loyal customer and referring us to your friends. So for every rule, there's an exception. And it's funny uh -huh. because we, we hired someone and they're no longer with us anymore that came from a completely different industry. And basically, one of the biggest complaints they had was, you guys have all these rules, but then each customer, it changes slightly. And I was like, yeah, that's um, something called customer service. And, the ser and it's the service industry, right? If you have a customer that's worth, let's just say, half a million dollars a year, and they say, we don't want to do it this way, can we do it this way? What do you say? You ask yourself, is it illegal? What's my risk? Yes, I can do it. As long as those two questions are answered properly, it's not illegal and my risk is limited, then you do it. The other thing about, about residential customers, like you had those four customers for $50 a piece. I would say 50% of the time, one of them can't be done or doesn't want it done or wants it a different day or is on vacation. So, so when I'm thinking about that, Maybe charge them sixty bucks <laughs> instead of instead of the fifty bucks. Because with residential customers, there's no guarantee that you're going to get. As a matter of fact, I can almost guarantee you're not going to get them every month or whatever the service calls for. So, so another thing with residential that is now um, what a lot of a lot of businesses are doing is you sign up for a year, and let's say you're charging for a quarterly service. 120 bucks, right? You charge their credit card $40 every month. So by the time you get to the visit, they paid for the visit. 
And that's it. They sign a contract to either let you automatically charge their credit card, which with industry-specific software like PestPack that we have, you type that in one time, charge credit card XYZ $40 a month. Or what we prefer to do is direct ACH debiting from the account. So you just take it from their bank account every month, $40, and they sign off on it. So they're, they're paid by the time you get there. And then in your contract, you write things like, you know, you're scheduled. These are the months you're scheduled for. We will make three attempts to service you this month. And if we don't, we'll move on to the next one. But do you like call them a day before or notify them a couple of days before you're coming? Yes. And if you have something like Podium, right. you text them to them and then they write back, see to confirm or they call and reschedule. Right. Okay. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Like the dentist. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, so you see how everything ties in together, and then now you're saving money because a human being isn't actually doing that, and that human being can focus on what? They can focus on collections, right? Instead of calling Mr. Jones to confirm, it's already preset through the the platform of Podium, text them seven days before to confirm, boom, 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 and the other person who might be spending 45 minutes a day on phone calls calling people now has 45 minutes to call and scream at that guy for $2,500. Where's my money? Right. Or go knock on his door. Maybe. But DiCarlo's dead, so we got who's he going to bring that he could trust? Um, well, the time I, I allegedly saw the glass being broken was not DiCarlo. I don't know what you're talking about. But the problem in today's day and age, too, is everybody's a rat. They get pinched. They, they tell Oh, Joey Sheehan told me to do it. You know what I mean? So it's not even worth it. Fine. It's not. What loss would you rather have? 2500 or any day of freedom? <laughs> well, to put it's it that way, I'd rather have the 2500 because if I was locked up, I would get free cell phone. I would have color television. I would get fed. I would have free medical insurance. And, uh... I could make some money teaching basketball. Do you know what criminals get paid like a day? Like 20 cents. Yeah. Yeah, but what are their expenses? They don't have any expenses. Their expenses are potentially uh, sodomy. Yeah. You know, that's that's a payment you may have to make when you're locked up. Uh, You know, getting shanked. I don't know. I would would want anybody want to bother with me. Have you seen the hat you're wearing? You're yeah. going to walk into the bookings with that hat on and immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be an instant celebrity. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to get you a couple of. Couple no, no, of no, no. But you'd be the wrong kind of celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, hey. What? I would get attention, wouldn't I? Yeah, but again, hey. yeah. The, the jail is not the place any kind of attention is good. And, you know, even though P.T. Barnum said there's no such thing as bad publicity, that might be bad publicity. That's a matter of opinion. Anybody listening that's involved with any type of correctional facility. He's doing his hair. He's talking about being this pink hat and he's fluffing with his hair. Yeah, but I didn't just say I take 2,500. I'm taking freedom. I don't want to go to the clink, brother. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, anybody affiliated with any type of correctional facility if you have a scared straight program, uh, we'd like to put Ed in for at least a day. <laughs> so reach out to us. We want to get him in the scared straight program because uh, we ain't letting him get locked up for real. 
I might scare some people. So, Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea, Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential, wishing you a good day or an evening as the case may be. Until we meet again, God bless you. Yeah, and uh, this is Joey Buns, the brains. I just got my bun straight for Ed. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Do something if you can. Walk. Walk in one of the Breast Cancer Awareness Walk. It's a great team-building event for the company, whatever you can do. Look for us. We'll be at Pest World. Tuesday is the K9 Pro Workshop. I'll be there with the crew. Maybe we'll have a little K9 Roundtable with the boys. I'll talk to you soon, all right? It's good, Jill. Looking forward to seeing uh, Select Insurance. They're a great American success story. I've always believed in the American dream. 1992, 93, I was speaking upstate. Lady came over to me and said, you know, I'm, I have this uh, insurance business. I might be able to help you. The company I had, every year had to be raised. And this year that when she approached me, I had a $90,000 claim, which was BS. But you know, they'd rather just pay it off than defend you. And then, of course, was coming, oh, now you got to get it. Anyway, the insurance was up to like $32,000 a year. I said, fine. You know what? Hold off. I want somebody else to look at it. Phyllis came back with $17,000. And I said, you know, I sort of think everything was there, just like the other one. I called this other, I can't curse, this other person. Anyway, called me back. He said his friend, who was another insurance agent, could do it for $19,000. And I lost my cool. I said, you know what? No. I don't even want to talk to you. You lost your cool? I told him, why couldn't you do that? So anyway, I went with her. It was a happy relationship. She's a very nice person. I had buildings I owned, apartments I owned, cars, trucks, whatever. I had to get in, you know, I had to get a very big umbrella policy because my son Joey was tearing up the neighborhood. No, you have to get and an umbrella policy to cover your business has nothing to do with your children. Well, I had one for you too, whatever they called it. Fine, whatever. She was that good. I recommended it to people without any hesitation. Just a, just a nice person that's living the American dream. And God bless her son. He, uh, we're both lucky. We both had great sons that knew how to run a business. Phyllis McDonald and Select Insurance went from upstate New York, as I call Westchester. And now they're all <laughs> over the country.